Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Mountain America Credit Union, to get 0% interest on all uh, purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. Gordon Monson, how's your Monday treating you? What's going on over there? Oh, it's a good day. Uh, having a good day so far. Hope all our listeners are. And Jake, hope you are. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm having a terrific day. You know, it's really funny. You're wearing uh, your that shirt right there mm-hmm. uh, that you're wearing because I remember the day you got that shirt because we did a remote from there. Yeah. And uh, it's it's right next to where my daughter gets her swim lessons. So yeah. I actually thought about that shirt this weekend, and lo and behold, bam, here I am. There you are wearing it. We must have been on the same vibe Amazing. in the universe. Amazing. That uh, something would remind me of Gordon's wardrobe. How about that? Uh, But it's good to see you. It's good to see you. I hope your weekend was good. Uh, It was. Uh, Worked a lot of it, uh, but that's fine. But you partied hardy yesterday, right? I did. I had the family over uh, for uh, a Christmas gathering, and yesterday was my family, and uh, next Sunday will be Lisa's family. So I don't know how we became party central, but we did. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm going to ask Austin about his weekend, but I, I've got to set this up a little bit Uh-oh. here. And I uh, no no no. See and, now, anytime you say that, I start to get nervous. No, you shouldn't get nervous. Uh, it, it, I just need to I need to ask Austin something because I Austin was on my mind this weekend. Okay. So the weather last last week predicted uh, another you know snow apocalypse, like <laughs> a, a foot of snow. Didn't really uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. and it, it really didn't. I don't know about you, but I got maybe a quarter of an inch at the most, and it was more slush than snow, really. I don't know how much you got. But uh, now let's let's rewind here a little bit. What? Uh, when did we get our last big snowstorm? Was that about a month ago? Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving? Okay. I was so grateful. So Austin, <laughs> uh, in his new house, had to, to shovel all of that snow and uh, decided that he needed a snowblower. Well, he ordered the snowblower, and it did not arrive until the Monday after the storm. So it has not snowed a flake since, right? So, so we're now have a dry winter. Now we're we're supposed to get this this big old snowstorm. And by the way, this snowstorm is battering the rest of the country. I don't know if you anybody flipped on the old Broncos game yesterday, but oh, let yeah. me tell you it what, like it, it yeah. was ugly. And 
and I'm I it's a very serious thing in the Midwest that this storm has actually caused casualties. I mean, this has been a monumental storm. And it's and it, it basically skipped, skipped us. <laughs> You're welcome. Because Austin wants to use his new toy, his new snowblower, right? I uh, d- d- you know, he's ready for the storm this uh-huh. time. And it 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 basically passed us by. So my question to you is Austin, how much snow did you get? And were you able to use your new your new toy? Uh, we got the exact same amount as zero would be the answer. <laughs> yeah. And no, I was not able. But I did meet my neighbor finally yesterday, and I said, hey, do you have a snowblower? And he said, no. I said, you're going to need one. But I got one, so let me know so I can come use it. So it's not going to snow until I, I die. See, <laughs> I would have thought if you would have gotten any, just a, just a fraction, you'd be out there getting that off well, the driveway before kay. it melted. So I guess I'm not. T- entirely truthful. We got a skiff, right. like, and it was really freezing rain, uh-huh. more so than snow. And I had to hold myself back from going and using. I it. thought you might because like, I'm sure it would have picked up a rock or something and broke it. <laughs> any so, uh. sort of trace. But so Austin gets his his snowblower, and it it really hasn't snowed since. And and a huge epic storm actually passed over, and somehow we got basically nothing. So that that just. Send, I, send your complaints to Austin Horton if uh, if you're a skier. This is just Austin's getting, life. They're, they're, this they're, is they're what happens. Up in the mountains, though. So okay, yeah, right. All right. Well, but you know that feeling, right? Where you're you're the back breaking. Well, maybe you don't, but the back breaking labor of, of shoveling a driveway. And I'm sure that moment after you're done, where you're like, I am never doing this again. I am getting a snowblower. <laughs> that was so funny. I'm so sorry. And then, well, maybe you don't. <laughs> have it not. The snow- people you hire do. I, I've snow blowed my driveway many, many times. How many? Uh, too many to count mm-hmm. until about, uh, I'd say two or three years 20, ago. 20, 30 no, no, years ago. No, it, was, it was two or three years ago when I decided, okay, I've had enough of this. We'll uh, see if someone else will do that. So, but I'm glad you're excited to use your toy. I have a question for you. Why didn't it arrive until the day after the big storm? Because I order it through the mail? Yeah, uh, Amazon. And it, you know. Because I wanted an electric one. I didn't want a, a gas-powered one. I didn't want to deal with having to mix the, I don't know, you mix the, not the oil, the, the, the gas mix that you have to put in there. I don't want to deal with any of that. And oil, you, know. one, you don't have to do that. And so uh, it was that or I almost just went and bought a blowtorch. <laughs> and just <laughs> melted off. Yeah. Did, did, figured I'd probably die. So Went at it the way that guy down in, uh, in uh, what what is it, uh, uh, what's that skew? Brian Head weeding his weeding his yard. A blowtorch and a can of hairspray. <laughs> Take yeah, care of these in no time. Don't uh, anything. I do not want Austin touching a blowtorch. Uh, no. Think about the damage that could occur. Yeah, the the possibilities there. But I I just thought about that over the weekend. Like we were just supposed to get this snowpocalypse, but because Austin actually bought a snowblower and is prepared, <laughs> the the storm of the year somehow passed right over us. And uh, that we've left out the day that that big storm happened on Thanksgiving. Day, my dad, out of the goodness of his heart, got his snowblower in his car, drove it up to my house, got it out, and it wouldn't it wouldn't work. It wouldn't start. Wouldn't start. No, so. Would not start. So. But then the next day, fired up just like that. Anyway, so. I, just remember if you ever get anything jammed in there, don't be reaching in there with your hands. Ah, little why? Tip. 
Because sometimes that thing is triggered, got a thing on it, and you got your hand in there, and that thing will slice ah. your fingers right off. Had a, there was a teacher at Skyline that <laughs> yeah. that happened to. Yeah? Ooh, really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Was he the, the shop teacher? No. No, what did he, he uh, social It's usually studies? the shop teacher. Or history, maybe. I thought he was a principal. Uh, maybe eventually he was. I don't know. He was a teacher when I was there. Anyway. All right. So, Austin. So be careful out there. Austin's All right. ready for a snowstorm that will never come. We're going to turn into Las Vegas. <laughs> You know, climate change just got a kickstart because Austin bought a snowblower. Start storing the water now. A drought's a coming. I can't believe it. But it's to snow so, again for the rest just, of the year. It's just so typical, you know. Isn't it terrible that that's what I thought? That was my reaction to the snowstorm. I was like, oh, man, it barely snowed. Austin's not going to. Austin's not going to get to use his snowblower. I was a little mad. And yeah. then I turned on the Denver Broncos game yesterday. I was like, good heavens. It's a blizzard. That's the that's the weather that just left us. <laughs> currently burying Denver. All right. Okay. Well, that's, that's just great. Hey, let's, uh, let's get to this blood story of the day. Let's talk about your column over the weekend. Austin hit it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Merrill wants to drive. Merrill, pump fake, down low to Bean. Bean shot, block. Kata's there, Kata's shot. No good. Tipped around, controlled by BYU. Two good looks, none of them go for BYU or for Utah State. Marcelo has been hit, killing him with a little bit on the floater. Wants to drive a bit. Swings it back over to Harding. Wide open three-point shot attempt is up and good. Nope, two. They counted a two. Bean launches the three-point shot attempt. Bounces off, no good, and that is how it ends. BYU gets the four-point victory, 68-64. Utah State missed their last four field goal attempts in this game. Beehive Classic over the weekend, Gordon. The final Beehive Classic over the weekend. Utah beats Weber State, and BYU beats Utah State in what turned out to be one heck of a ball game. Yeah, the second one was a good game. I stuck around for most of it. The first uh, the first game was a, was a dud. And you have a column up at sltrib.com right now uh, in yesterday's paper, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'm going up on Saturday. Uh, headline, the Beehive Classics parting message, college hoops is fading in Utah, a place that once relished it. Uh, talk about your column a little bit, Gordon, because I certainly had a reaction to what you wrote. Well, I was at the, the Beehive Classic, obviously, and as I mentioned, the Utah-Weber State game. Uh, I mean, they they said there were like four thousand people there. I'm telling you right now, it looked like about a thousand if they were lucky. Uh, not a lot of interest in that game. Now Weber State's having a little bit of a down year, but the Utes at home haven't been drawing uh, much at all, and so that game was flat. And the players played flat. It was bad, badly played game. Uh, I think the Utes shot thirty four percent. The Weeb shot 33%. Utah was uh, hit 20% from behind the arc, and uh, Weber State hit 22%. And so of 115 total shots, 39 of them found the bottom of the basket. What did? How did uh, Coach Kraskoviak describe it? Uh, well, he used uh, two words that I took note of. He said atrocious and uh, garbage. Both both words would would stand out when talking about a basketball game. Yeah, yeah, and I think what what uh, what LHM tried to do here was a really good idea when they when they first came up with that. I remember going to the press conference where they announced it, and I thought this is terrific. 
What a good idea. Difficult to get the teams together uh, in a way that would be sort of a regular type of event, but uh, the fans just didn't really support it. I know that second game on Saturday, that that was much more like it, but there was a time 25 years ago that building would have been full, and even in that best-case scenario, there was like ten or 11,000 fans there. And like I said, the first game, was, was, it was the building was empty. And so I, I just don't think that uh, people here are switched on about college basketball as they once were. Now, that we could make a list of 10 reasons for that and excuses for it, if that's what you want to use. Uh, but uh, I, I, this, the times have changed. I spent Saturday going around asking a bunch of people why it was that way. Did you do a man-on-the-street thing? Uh, no. I was How are you not recording no, this? I, I was talking to folks, basketball folks, uh, and oh yeah, no, you, you're not going to lower yourself to the, you know. No, I wanted to know from folk. experts or what they thought about it. <laughs> okay, and, and they uh, they had a, a bunch of different ideas about it, uh, ranging from people are kind of disgusted with the college game because of some of the shenanigans shenanigans that go on at that level, to the fact that everybody has an eye, a phone of some sort of smartphone that they are distracted, they're not interested in coming to games like this that much anymore. Some people said they would draw better if they were on the school's home floors as opposed to a neutral site. Uh, so everybody was coming up with different things. And uh, I, the bottom line is that the interest just isn't there that once was. Uh, I think you're certainly right on the money with uh, with that last statement. Um, uh, my favorite line, by the way, from your column, uh, where you said the warm-up act, Utah Weber State had all the verve and vibrance of a yard sale. thought that that was pretty hilarious. It was dead, man. Uh, but here, here's the thing. Um, I bet you even if, I, I I think you're right. The idea was terrific, and I remember that press conference very very well. Mm-hmm. I was there uh, as well. And Steve Starks, who this is kind of, he he got the ball rolling on this thing. Was like a kid in the candy store because Steve, he's a local guy. He's from around here. He mm-hmm. grew up with all this stuff in the the special in state sports environment. He wanted to do something for that, and I'm with you. I thought it was a terrific idea. I remember back then, certain teams weren't playing each other, right? And it, it goes on that way, and I imagine it will go on without this. How often is Utah going to play some of the in-state schools? I... Now, I, I think even if you would ask uh, people within the uh, Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment, they they'll tell you that it it wasn't run you know perfectly. All the right decisions weren't necessarily made. They did some. I bet they do some things differently if it were to come back again next year. I mean, I, I would guess that they'd be more than willing to admit that because there are some things out there about uh, about ticket prices and game times and to sell them at the same time or not. And the students, what's their price? And there's there's all this stuff out there. But the the bottom line, where you're 100 percent right. If the interest were there, people would jump through the hoops. And maybe some of the hoops were unnecessary, but the point is if if anybody cared, they would jump through the hoops to come attend these basketball games. And I I mean, I guess interest in Utah basketball has been waning for a while now, but is is this rock bottom as far as interest goes? I mean, it's, because it, it is as far as I, I my memory in my time, this is probably a low point. I thought maybe Utah State would be a little different this year because I thought they were really going to be good, and then BYU goes out and beats them. But yeah, I, I'm not. I think Utah State will probably do 
the interest level there percentage-wise to the fan base will probably do better than some of the other schools. But uh, th- there is a problem. People are interested in Utah Jazz basketball. Maybe that's some of it, too. Um uh, it's like us for football around here. Football has really come on strong. Another reason, another explanation some people give. It has. But if there was an NFL team here, I wonder how that would affect the college sports. I Just agree. like the, Which would you rather, go watch the Jazz play or you want to go watch Weber, Utah? Okay, I hear you, and I don't I don't think you're wrong necessarily, but uh, our, I I think if Utah brought a top 25 team into this building over the weekend, they would have drawn more than a couple of hundred fans. Yeah, and if I had $250 million in the bank, I could run for president and probably get elected. Only 250 I don't know what it would take. And you're what, like 60% of the way there now? Not quite there. Uh <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, the product up on the hill, and I we can talk about how it's a young team, and I got it. And they actually have a couple of nice wins. But really, I mean, the the, the Utah basketball program hasn't had a lot of juice since when? I mean, Pirtle, DeLon Wright, there was a yeah. little juice there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it, Gordon. That was a long time ago now. It's been a while. DeLon Wright's on, like, his fourth NBA team since then. <laughs> Third, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's not uh, it's not the program it once was. They what? How far did they they were beat by Gonzaga the last time they were in the NCAA tournament, right? I believe so. In the second round, that was and that per- was was that last year. Was that two thousand sixteen? So I mean, and and even you know BYU Utah State certainly drew better, but I I would expect from I mean BYU puts more butts in the seats for random neutral site games here than they do for the you know the Beehive Classic. They, I don't you know. I wonder. It's it's lacking. The interest in college basketball has faded in this state. I don't know how anybody can make an argument any other way. Well, the problem for Utah is is that they're locked into Larry Kraskoviak. They can't really do anything about it. Yeah, Chris Hill did extend that contract. Yeah. So the the one who's got to turn it around is Larry. But if I'm if I'm Mark Harlan, I'm looking at what I'm paying Larry Kay, and I'm looking at the attendance, and I'm thinking to myself, this is not healthy. It's true. There's no other way to spin it. And you, you can say, uh, what's a neutral site against Weaver State, whatever. But go up to a Utes game against some of these opponents they've been playing. And it just, it, it, it's, no it's like a third full. Uh, Austin St. in our year, he's the eighth highest paid college basketball coach. Uh, and every nickel is guaranteed. You think they're getting their money's worth? Um, I, I would say no. Here's the names in front of them. You interested in that? Sure. Bob Huggins, okay. Sean Miller, Tom Izzo, Bill Self, Chris Holtman, John Calipari, Mike Shashevsky. That's it. Wow. Oh, the, he's up there with them. Well, okay, so listen, listening to that you know, uh, cast of characters and saying what's, what's different with Larry is obviously he's not cheating well enough. <laughs> Just ask Kyle Kuzma. I mean, who, I, I, you know, those, cheated without his help. You know those, uh, those um, when the FBI is investigating the mob and they have the like family structure up on the bulletin board or whatever. You're reading those names and I'm just picturing their pictures like on a bulletin board, <laughs> you know, in that fashion, with their assistants coming down off the well, sides. That's what and, I was, how I was reading it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've always thought Utah was a fine basketball school, but it's more football school now. 
And I don't know whoever wrote the rules that it had to be one or the other because that's usually the case. But I don't know. Other There are some case, cases of other schools. Ohio State right now really good uh, at both. But uh, the Utes just have not really looked uh, very good and certainly not to the point where you switch fans' interests on. They have to believe that something special can happen mm. in order to really capture them, and that hasn't been the case in quite some time. They're a long way away from that uh, that year. I guess it would have been spring of 05 when they had the number one pick in the NFL and number one pick in the NBA draft. I still don't think that's ever happened again, right, in the same not year? Not to my knowledge. So. Mm. One one entity has gone one direction since then, and the other has gone the other. Utah is a football school. And mm-hmm. if you had told me that it would be that way 30 years ago, I don't think I would have believed it. But that was an unimpressive showing from a from a support standpoint over yeah. the weekend. And I, I think what uh, had the potential to be a really cool event is is going away. Yeah, I, I think the effort was, was – it might not have been perfect, Jake, but it was a good effort. It was – well-intentioned, and at that time, it seems like, remember, even BYU and Utah weren't playing at that time. Right. And so, you know, trying to get these teams together on the same floor, I would have liked it, but it was it would have really been complicated to have, to have two of the teams play each other and the other two play each other, and then maybe the next night the winners of each game play. But it gets complicated because then – you got to get everybody to fix their schedules to go along with that, and you're going to play it on a Friday night and on a su- Saturday because you can't play it on a Saturday and then on a Sunday if BYU is involved. So it, it is tricky, but uh, uh, I, I just looked around the building. I was impressed to some extent with the BYU-Utah State crowd, but even that wasn't what it once would have been. Um. Well, the problem with that is is you are, and I, I'm, I'm scrambling to find the rule, you are limited to how many in-season tournaments you can play, mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of teams like going to Maui. I get, I, I, yeah, exactly. Let, let me ask it this way uh, to all our listeners out there: How interested are you in college basketball? Let us know at Jake Scott Zone at Gordon Monson at Austin Horton. Uh, we'll talk a little Utah Jazz basketball coming up next. We'll also uh, talk about a conversation DJ and PK had this morning about Morgan Scally. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show as well. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Steve Cleveland. We're always trying to find Utah beat at 15. So rather than panicking, it's like they're kind of right where everybody thought they would be. Maybe not where everybody hoped they would be, but that's probably about where they belong in terms of talent and experience, all the things that go with it. So I don't think it's a major issue. And I think by the end of the year, they're going to be probably fourth or fifth place. Their schedule softens a little bit in this next road trip, but I wouldn't make dramatic changes. If all of a sudden they're the seventh or eighth seed a month from now, then yeah, I think you do have to maybe make some changes. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Big Show 97.5 and 1280 the, uh, 1280 the Zone. Band of the Day today is Ryan Innes. He's a local talent who will be uh, the featured artist at tonight's free Christmas Carol sing-along at Vivint Smart Home Arena starting at 7 o'clock. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Yeah, one of the, the cool events uh, the Miller Group does here at the arena every single year. Opens, uh, opens up the doors and everybody comes in and does a little Christmas Carol sing-along. People like to sing Christmas carols. I'm, I don't have much of Other a, people do, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do. But uh, but anyway, I found out uh, during the break, uh, substantiated what, I, what I'd uh, known from uh, my discussions with folks on Saturday, uh, that folks aren't all that interested in college basketball. They like the tournament, but uh, they have a hard time getting excited about the stuff that goes on in the in-between. Uh, one of our listeners says, I'm very interested in BYU basketball more than the last couple of years. But others said college basketball, zero interest until March Madness. Uh, another one, nobody cares about college basketball until the tournament in March, especially in the Beehive State. When the Utah Jazz takes center stage, the teams have to be something special to get our attention. And frankly, they're not another one. I used to be super into Duke basketball games. I still watch. But now that there's all these one-and-done players, it takes the passion out of it. Zion was the only must-watch player over these last few years. But March Madness is still awesome. That's what he said. Yeah, well, well, I've always said really appreciate the regular season in college football because there's nothing like it. And college basketball is the complete opposite end of the spectrum where the regular season just feels so meaningless. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. But if you've got something special, we've got star power. Think of those Jimmer years. That was pretty exciting time for BYU fans. But where are the stars? Well, we haven't had one for several years. I mean, what what are you classifying as a star? I don't know. Somebody who put fannies in a seat. Hmm. Like, was Jakob Pertl a star? He was awfully good. Yoli Childs, is he a star? Uh, yeah, he's a star, but will he draw in a bunch of fans? But even then, like, Damian Lillard was a star, and no one went to those games. Yeah. You know, that's one of my great regrets, is we used to talk to Damian on a fairly regular basis but, man, we should have been all over that. Hmm. Think about what a generational talent he was. And I do remember getting messages from Weber State fans saying, hey, I know Jimmer's getting all this attention and whatnot, but check this guy up up here. And I remember talking to Randy Ray, and he said, not only the best player, but the hardest working player. And he was something special for sure. Had a hard time beating Montana. Isn't that who beat him in the tournament? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, wow, what what a what a great great player he was, and he stayed with Weber State because they were the first ones on him. Yep, first ones to believe in him. And look at him now. Look at him now. So, yeah, I, I, there isn't a lot of star power around here. Uh, there isn't, you know. I I feel like there should be more juice with Utah State and BYU, but then again, they're they're not the ones that completely no showed on Saturday. See, this is what this should be uh, especially uh, troubling to you, Jake, because ever since I've known you, you've always hoped for interest during the regular season, whatever sport, whatever league, whatever level of play it was. I remember you you telling me years ago when I, I love playoff football, but it would bother you during the regular season when certain games didn't mean anything. Yep, still does. 
Still does bother. And, and you know what? And uh, in the case of the NCAA tournament, it is it is the tail wagging the dog. And unfortunately, and this may be a combination of uh, a couple of different conversations, but I mean, if you look at how drastically down the ratings are in the NBA and we're talking about load management and all this stuff, all this emphasis is, is being taken out of the regular season in the NBA. And your your nightly regular season NBA game just doesn't mean as much as it used to anymore. So what's what's the answer to that? I don't know. Uh, because you would think that, okay, I love sports because I like the competition, but a lot of people love sports for the entertainment value. They want to come to a jazz game and watch Donovan Mitchell with one of his spectacular dunks, right? It seems like a lot of people are that way. Well, they want but their team is to that enough too. to draw people in so that the regular season has – a desirable factor to it that people are willing to come and, and watch what's going on because if the if a certain team loses on any given night, well, it could come down to haunt them at the end. But, but uh, it's that's not manifested right now. I think attendance and TV ratings are, are a little bit different. You know, it's 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 a really good sign for the Jazz that that attendance uh, has not fallen off at all around here. In fact. You know, still the hottest ticket in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's certainly really good news. That's why I'm kind of looking as a whole overall the the entire NBA. And Gordon, they're down. TNT's ratings are down like 21. percent Wow. I mean, we're talking like ludicrous figures. I thought here, this but- was supposed to be a spectacular regular season where nobody knew who was going to be the best team and it was going to generate more interest. It it has not. And I think the 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 overall load management thing I, th- I think has a huge negative effect if, if you can't even be bo- bothered to show up for the game even mm-hmm. though you're healthy why should i tune in and watch right you right. know yeah exactly. and and there are some other factors in there too that you, you know you can't uh, dial it down to just one thing i mean the warriors have been on national tv a ton and they stink i mean that's why the utah jazz golden state game was moved last friday and that that was a terrific move <laughs> uh, obviously a, a terrific move and they're i guess they're still trying to figure it out but i mean that's that's an alarming trend for the NBA down that much. I mean, it's one thing to go up or down a few percentage points, but to to fall off by twenty one percent. In fact, Andy Larson in the Salt Lake Tribune has a, I guess you would call it a column today, uh, talking about how NBA TV analysts need to be better. Blasting uh, Chris Weber and uh, Reggie Miller for not being interesting enough, but I I don't know if that's the problem. Well, I, I I would imagine that if if a fan base thinks that the team that they root for has a chance to do something special, that would be enough to draw me in. That would be enough. And you would think on a year like this that people would their interest would be piqued by that because they're not quite sure who is going to be that team. But if 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 they're not drawing, then I, I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know why. Well, college basketball certainly isn't moving the meter around here. Well, it's bad. Short of it. Let's say it the way it is, folks. College basketball is bad. I mean, I, I relatively. I, I I don't know how else to say it. I don't want to rip the athletes because they're college kids. They're just, you know, I mean, it's not their fault. They are what they are, and their schools recruited them, and they're playing for them, and they're doing the best they can. The overall level of play is poor. Yeah, I could take the Salt Lake City Stars, and they would romp through every college team. They've won 10 in a row, by the way. They they would win the NCAA championship. There is no doubt in my mind about that. If anybody wants to argue that point, come on and we'll argue it. But I I don't think it's much in doubt. Do you agree with me? 
Yeah, but it, that's why it's never been about the quality of play, ever. And, and by the way, you can say the same thing about football, and college football's popularity around here has never been higher. So I don't know if I'm exactly buying that. Well, I, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm watching Utah, and I'm watching Weber State, and I'm watching them shoot 33% from the floor. And I'm going, this is bad. They missed 24. Between the two teams, they missed 24 layups slash dunks. Yeah, but you in that game. I mean, you watched like BYU South Florida, right? I mean, that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, that is a strong point, but I'm not sure that BYU football is a great example right now. Well, that game was a long way away from the uh, you know the Patriots Ravens. What are they, they drawing down there? Fifty, you know. Relative to the old days when that thing was filled to the brim? Well, that's why the the argument uh, of paying college uh, athletes so that they're generating all this interest, are they really? Because if they were playing minor league hoop, they certainly wouldn't be making well, a ton of money. But they're the ones that facilitate the institutions making the money. They're the ones that just happen to put on the uniform. Well, I mean, yeah, but it takes work to do that. Right, but... I mean, again, if they were playing... I'm not the one that said amateurism is a joke uh, that uh, paid these college athletes. You're the one that said no, that. I didn't say that either. I thought I, I certainly, heard that. I Austin, certainly don't, Austin, I certainly don't mean that? it now. You changed your mind, did yeah. you? Okay. I'm going to be making millions of dollars playing uh, minor league football in uh, Minot, North Dakota <laughs> in front of five people. Have a good time. <laughs> Hey, they're, they're chasing the dream, man. Leave them alone. But the but my point is, you know, what is their value really? Okay, we don't need to we don't need to go down this road again. No, I'm sorry. No, we probably don't. All right, we'll have more coming up next. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Patriots. The uh, video was leaked of them uh, <laughs> filming some sort of documentary. Who said cheaters never win? Who said that? Who said that? Isn't it cheaters never prosper? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. I thought those cheaters never win. Oh, no, they always win. They just don't feel good about it. <laughs> the rest of us don't. I think they don't care. I want to remind problem. you, the savings are on at Ken Garf West Valley Ram. Get a new Ram truck for less with Employee Pricing Plus when you stop by during the Black Friday sales event. Visit them today. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. David Locke joins us. Last couple of games, the Jazz have they've been able to win. What's your biggest takeaway from the last couple nights? You're seeing Quinn put a stamp on the team, and you're seeing them evolve in some growth factors. You know, catch and shoots are up from 18 a game in October to 22 in December. You're seeing the eyes are out. You're seeing the ball move more. You're seeing more 300-plus pass games. You're seeing this team begin to understand. You go back to the opening night of the season, but they threw 260 passes on the very first night of the year. So that's been what the evolution has to be of this group. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Gordo, let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk about what's going on in the NFL with Bill Belichick. <laughs> what does he know? What doesn't he know? We've got Spygate round two. As over the weekend, Jake Glazer of Fox got a hold of the old videotape and uh, and released it. And an interaction between the um, you know filmographer and security there in Cincinnati. As uh, you know, long or short of it, Gordon. Honestly, I mean, you stand there and. Film the sideline for like eight minutes. Is there any way we can play the South Park sound? No, I don't. I don't think we should. <laughs> South Park. Uh, after the last time the Patriots were busted cheating, did a did a whole episode uh, on the thing. And yeah, we. Can it's pretty it funny. Pro- but, can you give an approximation of what's said in that? Oh, just to, just to, uh, cheat and make sure you cheat all the way to the top. <laughs> And then when you get caught cheating, say, "Oh, I misunderstood the rules. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know I couldn't do that. You're telling me I can't do that." So this is going on in baseball. It's going on in football. It's going on in both. Of, I mean, what 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 are we supposed to do about this? You know, because I understand working hard and trying to gain an advantage, not pulling out a video camera and trying to gain an advantage that way. It's cheating. I didn't even have that big a problem with uh, Tom Brady and the whole deflate gate thing. I I didn't think that was that big of a deal. But, you know, videotaping sidelines and whatnot, uh, come on, you got to draw that line somewhere. I did think to, uh, deflate gate was a big deal. Yeah. And I think uh, th- this is a big deal. But the, the, they need to have a prescribed punishment that's a deterrent from this sort of thing. And Major League Baseball obviously doesn't have a good enough one because— you know, the Astros, that was as systemic as it gets. <laughs> Who's banging that trash can lid? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And and listen, of course the, the Patriots are cheating. And now you have to make the punishment deter them from cheating further. So did they only cheat? Did they only win when they cheated? See, the Patriots are still good. And and still probably would have won at a high level, but but these little edges, I mean, they add up. You know, how many how many Super Bowls do they have that may have been AFC Championship game yeah. losses? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or or how many home playoff games did they play because they had a little bit of an edge that got them that that home field advantage? Whereas maybe they lose a game or two games and it cost them in that. And then do they make the runs that they're making like that? That those little things. Absolutely, Adam. I, I over the course of a season, I agree with you. And there's an overall damaging effect. I mean, if the Super Bowl champions are cheating, what does that say to the to, to various levels of football? Well, below that, yeah. And what kind of effect does that have on youngsters growing up thinking they want to make it to the top? Well, I can do whatever I need to do to make that happen because that's what the icons of the game are doing. This is damaging, in my opinion. I know some people are making an excuse for it and kind of brushing it off like it's nothing, but I think it's pretty important for people to develop some level of integrity. And the Patriots are just saying, oh, he's, he was there working on a project. and I Yeah, mean, he it, sure was. And it was you know inadvertent <laughs> that he happened to be doing that. But the whole but, idea, I could just delete it. What? Yeah, and that's weird, too, that— I'll, oh, yo, I'll, I'll delete it and we'll just go our separate ways. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a little late now. 
Come on. Aren't we better than that as a country? No. No. <laughs> and, and you know what? The Houston Astros' success, I mean, that, that's just going to embolden uh, other folks to do it. They lost 111 games in 2013. The next year, they won 84 games. Right. That's And they didn't add anybody. And think about this. If you just hit a little bit better at mm-hmm. home, yeah. you play half your games there. Yeah. So, you know... That stuff adds up. That stuff makes a it makes a difference, and it's why they do it. Okay, so answer me this then: Does this go all the way to the top? Do the guys who are in charge of the teams of the clubs know what's going on? They have to. Well, Belichick certainly does. I don't know about Bob Kraft yeah, because he's probably does, getting a massage somewhere. Well, if it doesn't go to the top, really? What? What? I'm just saying, like he's not involved in the day to day. He's Relaxing. I love massages. You don't have to throw all massages under one hat there. But, I mean, come on, Belichick. Bel- Belichick hired one of his old buddies who's like the cheating czar. I should go back. <laughs> there was a big uh, there was a big long story written about him that nobody actually is sure what he does, but he's kind of this shadowy figure that Bill Belichick consults. So, so here these teams are cheating, and they're getting all these, all this adulation for for doing so because they're the champions. But we've been swallowing that in college basketball for how long now? Well, well, well we can't. We, we got to do something about this, Jake. I stop the cheating. That's what I'm saying. I want to see said, people go said, to jail. That's... You said cheaters never prosper. I said cheaters never win, but they do. They do. So what do we do about that? This is this can't sit this way. Lock them up, Gordon. <laughs> Lock them up. <laughs> How are we going to fix this? Come on. Hey, our listeners are smart. We can come up with some sort of solution to this, can't we? But man, that massage felt good. All right. Let us know. How can we fix it? Did you really say that Robert Kraft really isn't paying attention? He's just getting massages. Is that what I heard you say? Well, yeah. Like Stop a, him when he's wrong. Like a Like a leisurely activity, you know? He's not, you know... Okay, but you at least will say that Belichick knew about it, and uh, that the massage. <laughs> There's a lot of videotape in that facility. Oh man, uh, some of it I don't want to see. The Bengals coaches. <laughs> no, no, no. That's oh. not it. No. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more. Uh, Mannix is going to join us coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. Oh, Your NBA daily assist. Purchase a Ford fans on all you can eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dog, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream. Starting as low as thirty-seven bucks a ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call three two five two nine 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 to buy your Ford fans on all you can eat tickets now. All you kids out there going to school, if you can look off your neighbor's paper and get a higher grade, is that what's Sports is teaching these kids that it's okay Pretty much. To do. Come oh. on! Where's the integrity? Please stop this. Put a halt to it, Jake. Mannix is next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Craig Jack, are you still okay with him being on the bench when Mike Conley comes back? Or would you like to see Joe maybe be out on the court for some of these starts? Quinn makes a lot of money to make these decisions. But I think what we've seen is the lack of energy that Joe just has a knack for. Analytics have a purpose, and I get it, and I use them. But I think the inside, the heart, the way that you play the game still gets lost. You can't judge that by analytics. And I think Joe is 
is a great example of that. He wants it. Uh, he was told he couldn't, and so he proves every day that he can. You know, you know a couple of guys, right, who just beat the odds, and guys like to follow, and that's Joe Ingles. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.